theyeshiva.net. So today we're going to begin a new Mimer from the Balatanya, the Alter Rebbe Torah, Parshas Yisroi. It's the first Mimer on the Parsha, which would be page 132 in the Torah, or in the Hebrew, Samachvav, column 3. Samachvav, column 3, all the way on the bottom of the page. You'll see it says Parshas Yisroi, and it begins with the words, Bechodesh HaShlishi. This Maimer from the Alter Rebbe begins on the words, Bachaydash Ashlishi, which is the basic introduction to the story of Maimed Har Sinai, the giving of the Torah, during the time of Matan Torah in Parshish Yisr. This is the opening Pasuk that introduces the whole story, how they arrived at Midbar Sinai, they arrive at the desert known as Sinai, and the mountain which is Har Sinai, and that's where the whole story of the giving of the Torah would happen. This discourse, the Alter Rebbe said on the Shabbos before Shavuos, Tovkov Samach Zayin, in the secular calendar that would be 1807, and therefore when the Torah and the Chud were organized, it was placed in Parshish Yisra because it was a Pasuk in Parshish Yisra, but he said it on the Shabbos before Shavuos of that year, Tovkov Samach Zayin. And as usual with the Maimonim, the Alter Rebbe himself didn't write it, he would say it in Yiddish, and then somebody else would write it. Usually, these Maimonim mostly are from his brother. He had a brother, Maharil, Rabbi Yudaleib. He wrote a sefer called She'eris Yehuda, Shalsachubas. He was a, a big gun in his own right. He was a younger brother, and he would write down the Maimonim. He was known as the Maharil. So uh, he probably wrote this one as well. This is a very fundamental Maimer in how to approach what Torah is. What is Torah? What is Matan Torah? And uh, one of the most important points here is that Matan Torah is not an event that happened once. Matan Torah opened up a reality that is always happening. It's not that there was an event that happened, and we remember the event, which is also a Gavaldika thing, but it rather opened up the doors to understand that there's a reality that's constantly happening every single day and every single moment. It also gives us a whole approach about how to learn and what learning really means as we'll see in the continuation of the Maimer. It's a very fundamental Maimer from the perspective of uh, the Baal Shem Tev and Chassidus and Alter Rebbe on what Matan Torah is, what Torah is, etc. So he starts off, as always, with a Pasuk. Chumash says in Yisra, on the third month from when the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, on this day, they came to Midbar Sinai. On this day. Now this, as anyone who even reads superficially, knows that this Pasuk has a riddle in it. It doesn't say which day. <laughs> if you don't want to tell me which day, you don't have to tell me which day. If you want to tell me which day, tell me which day. You tell me on this day. Thank you. So it's like you'll say, on the seventh month, on this day, this and this happened. Which day? There's 30 days in a month, or 29 days in a month. So it's not clear. So you want to just say the month, you don't have to say the day. The title doesn't always speak about days. But for example, when they came out of Mitzrayim, it says, it doesn't only say it was the first month, it says, it was on the 15th day of the first month. Here it just says, So Chazal struggled with this. Rashi already brings. It says, But it doesn't say, this day, what's this day? Is it day 6 or day 10 or day 1 or day 25? 
So it doesn't say which day. The Gemara, in Meseches Shabbos, it's a famous sugya of Matan Torah and Shabbos, and Rashi quotes it also. Chazal say, they expound, that it has to be the Shchaydash. How do they know? It's this day. Well, the second day is also this day. It depends when you're talking. Today, I could say this day, it's to be Shvat. The answer is, Ksiv They made what's called a Gzair Shavah. What's a Gzair Shavah? Gzair Shavah is the origin, the divine origin of what we call today, copy, paste. What's the concept of copy, paste? Copy, paste is, if I have a word, or a paragraph, or a sentence, and I want to use it in the next page, I don't have to retype it, right? It used to be on a typewriter, you have to retype it, so we never understood Gzeda Shava. But now, you take this, and you put it there. So it's really the same word. You copy-paste. This concept is called Lahav del Gzeda Shava. That means, when the Torah uses the same term in two completely different places, we say there was a copy-paste there. In other words, the original word was, so to speak, copied and pasted here, which means that the two are applicable to each other. This is called Gzereshov. It's a very interesting way of learning. It's the second formula, the second methodology of learning. There's 13 methods that Moshe gave through which to expound Torah. The first is Kalvachaymer, and the second is this Gzereshov. So this is one of those Gzereshovs. Where else does it say by Yaimazah and Chomesh? Does it ever say by Yaimazah? So by Yaimazah, no, but Hazah does. Where does it say? So he says, Ksiv Hasach, Ksiv Hasach, by Yaimazah. Uksiv Hasem, Hachaydash Hazalachem. Parshas Boy, it says Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron before they left Egypt. And he said, Hachaydash Hazalachem, Reish Chadash, Rishin Hulachem, Lachachi Hashana. This month should be the head of all the months, the first of the months of the year. This was the month of Nisan when they left Egypt. And Achaydish Hazelachem is explained that he showed him the moon when it was renewed Chaydish from the word Chidush. And he said, look at this new moon, Achaydish Hazelachem. This will become the beginning of the month, Rish Chaydish. So when does it, when it says Achaydish Hazel, it means what? Rish Chaydish, because that's the context of what he's saying. So Chazal says, so therefore, when it says Bayoim Hazah, it means the same Hazah, copy paste. What's the Hazah over there in Parshas Boy? Rishchaydish. Hachaydish Hazah. Not just this month, this day when the month is renewed. When there's a new moon, that's only Rishchaydish. The moment you could see the new moon, that's Rishchaydish. The next day already, the next days, the moon becomes bigger and bigger, the crescent expands. So here too, it says, it means, which day? Rish Chaydash. It came Rish Chaydash. Now here's the obvious question that everyone in yeshiva asks in fifth grade. You remember the question? The first mom, when you hear the first Gzai from your teacher in fifth grade, what's the question you ask? Anybody here is in fifth grade or is ready to go to fifth grade? You don't remember the question? What, 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 are you, what are you going to ask on what I just said? How long did it take me to say this? Huh? It would have killed you to write the day? What would have happened? The world would have fallen apart if you wrote the day? 
Right? And what is the answer you got in fifth grade? Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the question, right? What do you what do you have to not say it? And then we have to go into a whole process of figuring it out. They could have been said explicitly. Ulahovin, so the truth is in Nigla you can't always ask these questions. It's it's uh, this is how God decided to reveal the certain truth. In Pnimi Yisrael, they always ask these questions. So this is the question. The way he puts it is very interesting. Obviously, the Torah wants to say that Rishchidosh is called Bayay Maza. That's, that's important. If it would have said the third month, the first of the day, like Bechidosh Ashlishi, Be'echad Lachidosh, or Berishan Lachidosh, which you have in other places. You would have been missing a major point. Rishchidosh has to be called Bayoy Mazah. Well, after now, we we'll know what Bayoy Mazah means. We have Exedeshav. Why is it that the Torah does it? Because the, the, the words Bayoy Mazah are important. Now, Bayoy Mazah, you need an explanation of what that means. The question is, why would that be important? Just say it explicitly. This answer, we're going to get to at the end of the Maimah. This, this question. This will be understood by introducing first the concept, what is Kabbalah Satayra? Or to put it differently, what is the Chiddush of Matan Tayra? What is the Maila? What is the greatness of Yisrael? What's the question? Before Matan Tayra, the word Tzadik. His point is, you could say that through Matan Tayra, people can know what's the right thing, can live the right path, can serve Hashem. But he says, before Matan Torah, there were plenty of righteous people, good people. So that means you can be a good person before Matan Torah. Now this is a very interesting statement, because people always ask, oh, I know people who are not religious, and they're much nicer, <laughs> right? Everybody gets this. They're much nicer than a lot of religious people I know, right? <laughs> There's also religious people who are very nice, but I know many religious, many religious people, and they're not so nice. And I know many not religious people who I trust much more. So Al-Tareb is really asking that. He says, before Matan Torah, there were tzaddikim, there were good people. So L'cha'ira, to be a good person, you didn't need Matan Torah. Furthermore, it was only before Matan Torah that you had the Ovis. And the Ovis, it says about the Ovis things that doesn't say about people afterwards. The Medrash says, it's, a, it's an expression of Medrash Rabbah Bereshus, Sefer Bereshus. The Ovis with a Merkava. Merkava means that their relationship, their alignment with Hashem was so deep that they're considered like a chariot, the relationship of a chariot, a carriage to the one riding it, or today you would call the car to the rider of the car. It's not like you get into your car, right? And you tell the car, you know, I'd like to go to the city. The car says, I prefer Borough Park. You tell the car, but I really have to go to the city. The car says, you know what, let's compromise, we're going to Miami. If your car is doing that, yeah, then you have to go to the mechanic. Or if your car says, we're not going anywhere, which the car sometimes says. But a good car, it doesn't have its own identity. It's a, it's a, it's a conduit for the person. You want to go to Miami, we're going to Miami, just put in gas. You get on a horse, 
Amerikava is a horse with a chariot. The horse doesn't say, I have my opinion, you have your opinion. Unless it's not a trained horse. <laughs> but if it's a Merkava, L'chatchil it says, Efa, Efa halchim, Vuvils to gain, where do you want to go? It's a very powerful expression on a person. Ha'avis heinen and Merkava, that their whole Atsiyas was a conduit, there was a Merkava, was a chariot, was completely aligned with the divine. It wasn't a struggle, you want this, I want this, let me figure it out. There was a complete oneness. This is about the Ovis, Hainan and Merkava. And this was before Matan And it's only about the Ovis that you say this, before Matan So you can't just say Taira was given, so people will know what to do, you'll have good people. In order to understand what happens in Matan he first says, let's talk about Avram Avinu. It says about Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu was, of course, the first one who introduced what would become Judaism, Yiddishkeit, our first patriarch. And the Nekuda of Avram Avinu, what is the Nekuda of Avram Avinu? So he says, you see it in the Pasuk. Pasuk says about Avram, Vayisa Avram, Haloich v'nasoya hanegba. Avram traveled, and in all of his travels, he was going, after Canaan, he was going Hanegba. Hanegba is Negev, to the Negev. Negev is the south. So Avram Avinu comes to Eretz Yisrael. But what happens in Eretz Yisrael, he's constantly going more and more Hanegba. What does this mean? On a geographical level, it means he was going down south, getting closer to Yerushalayim. On a spiritual level, Halich V'nasaya means this is his constant journey. Avram Avinu was traveling from stage to stage, from level to level, until he came to the Negev. Because again, every story has a literal interpretation and has a spiritual interpretation. So Avram Avinu is also, we're talking here about his spiritual journey, he's going higher and higher, or deeper and deeper in his Avaidah, until he reaches Hanegva. And Negva in Kabbalah is Midas Achesed, which is the Midah of Avram Avinu. Pchines u Midas the attribute of love. The reason is when you're standing facing Mizrach, where the sun rises from, Mizrach means shining, because that's where the sun begins to rise from, right? The east, you'll always look to the east, and the sun begins to rise there. So Dorim is on the right. When you face Mizrach, I wanted to say here, but this is not Mizrach, that's Mizrach. <laughs> so in this room, this is east, not this. <laughs> this is east, right? And uh, Dharam is there, right? I'm looking now at Dharam, which is south. And Safin is on the left from Mizrach. Safin is on the north, and then of course you have Mairav on the west. So it says in Kabbalah that the right side, generally Yemin is Chesed, and the left side is Gvura, more strength and discipline. So therefore Hanegba in the writings of Kabbalah and Chassidus, is associated with love, with Ava, with Chesed, which is the right. Like Yemin Mekareves, or small Doichen. The stronger arm is Chesed, and the weaker arm is Gvura. Because the predominant quality in a person's life needs to be love, connection. Obviously, one needs discipline in order to structure the love. The love should be healthy and productive. Right? But the, the foundation has to be connection, not distance. That's why, just parenthetically, if there's no connection, you have to be very careful with discipline. 
Not because discipline is not good, but because discipline that has no connection, if a child or a student doesn't feel connected, then the discipline could be very, very counterproductive. If there's a connection and the discipline is building the connection, it's even making it stronger in a way because it means you actually care about me and my schedule. Beautiful. But if not, you have to be very careful. I'm saying this because somebody quoted me on a big show recently. Somebody sent me that I, te- that I teach that discipline has no place in life. Only love, love, love. <laughs> so I just felt the, felt the need to clarify that. <laughs> discipline is an amazingly productive thing if there's attachment. If there's no attachment, you could see very clearly the results of it. So Avram Avinu is always going Hanegba. Hanegba is more more Ave. Rich words. Avram Avinu ascended and he was traveling so deeply. He went from one space to another place to another place. And here you see how growth works. Growth is never a situation where I become complacent and smug. I mastered it all. On the contrary, people who grow more, in a way, have more frustration in a good way. Because there's always more, you know. You come to the destination and you see, you know, when you see a mountain and you think uh, you're going to walk uh, for 20 minutes and you'll reach the mountain. And then 20 minutes later you see how far the mountain is. So he says, Ramavina is going, until he becomes a Merkava Mamish. He becomes literally a conduit, a chariot for Avazuhel Yana, for divine love. To the point that it's completely revealed in his soul. Because Ava itself has so many different gradations, how many different madregas, so many different levels. How much love, how deep the love is. So he says, Avram Avinu reached a point that his very identity, his very identity was love, and his very identity was aligned with Hashem's love, and that became his love, with a, a complete oneness of the love. That's what he says. Gilui benavshay mamash. It was, it was pulsating in his soul. It was completely revealed in his soul. This story of halach v'nasayah the Torah says, the Torah says that, and right after that it says, Avram Avinu went down to Mitzrayim, and he came up from Mitzrayim. So he says, the connection is, this, this journey of Avram Avinu, he was coming up from Mitzrayim, the word Mitzrayim, like we learned many times, comes from the word Meitzar Ugvul. Meitzar means uh, constraints, right? Gvul means boundaries that confine you. So Avram Avinu went up from Mitzrayim. What does it mean he went up from Mitzrayim? Avram Avinu reaching Negba. Hanegba. What is the Hanegba? Hanegba is midas hachesed, love, right? Like we spoke about the south. It comes because Avram Avinu goes out of Mitzrayim, goes up from Mitzrayim. Every person 
has a Mitzrayim inside of them. It's not just the physical country called Egypt. The question I have to ask myself is, what is my Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim are those things that limit you, they crush you, they confine you, and don't allow the full expression of the soul's love to come out. I can't experience love from someone else, and certainly not from Hashem, or experience my love. That's Mitzrayim Agvulim. So a person has a Mitzrayim, what he calls it, Kuf Nefesh Bahamas the layers of a body or animal consciousness that limit umalbishim, they dress up the nefesh Adam. Literally, when you have a lavush, a garment that dresses it up and you don't have such easy access to it. If somebody's wearing a bulletproof vest, that's like a thick lavush. Even if you're wearing a thinner garment, it covers it up. So he says, it's an interesting expression, the guf and the nefesh abhamas become a lavush over the nefesh and therefore they limit it. They don't allow it fully expressed. It's limited. It's, it's imprisoned somewhat. Depends to what level. Avram Avinu was successful. Vayal Avram Mitzrayim. He went up from Mitzrayim. Therefore, he could travel deeper and deeper and deeper in love. You understand what he's teaching? That's how he's teaching. Because it's magbil umalbish. You have layers that instead of accessing, they limit, they dress it up, they, they contain it. They don't want it to be expressed. And every person has to be able to identify what is that in your life. This is not such a simple avoid. If I ask you, what is the Mitzrayim? What does it look like? How does it play itself out? When does it come out most? What hours in the day? Right? Some people have no problem. It's 24 hours. It's no problem. You, just, you stay there. But this is, these, are, this, these are important questions. So in Mela, then there could be because a Merkava means you're aligned with your real self. Your real self is one with the divine source. But for that, I have to be open to that self, to that self which is a Merkava. The relationship of a Merkava, people who ride horses know that the kinship between the horse and the rider of the horse is very deep. I don't know if there's any professional horse ri- horseback riders here, but when you when the horse knows whether to trust you. You know, horses are unbelievably sensitive. So when you get onto your Merkava, when you get onto your horse... And they had a Merkava. Merkava is like a coach, a chariot, everything that comes with the horse, the horse and buggy. The horse knows right away, you're in or you're out. Either the horse says, I'm leading the way because you don't know what you're doing and you're too anxious and nervous anyway. So I'll just do what I want to do and I'll take care of you. Or you could tell the horse, we're good. And then the horse is happy to be a horse. The horse doesn't want to be a person. <laughs> a horse is content, but the horse has to feel that you got it under control, and then there's a very special kinship. Like the horse surrenders completely, and it just becomes a chariot, and it's a very powerful relationship. I don't know the word relationship, but it's a very powerful symbiotic connection between the two. That's the concept of Merkava. But to be able to be Merkava, the person has to be able to be aligned with that, with that Nakuda. So it says, Vayisa Avram and the story right after that is he went down to Mitzrayim and he came up from Mitzrayim. So he says there's a connection between the two stories. To understand how Mitzrayim works, <laughs> so he's explaining what Mitzrayim is. This is Al Tereb's description of Mitzrayim. You understand that this Mitzrayim itself has many different levels. But this is his Mitzrayim. 
Himaskelos from his bananas begdula saint Saif Baruch. Vispashtus of Alkala Nivrayim. Even though the Nefesh Elikist, which is the godly consciousness, Maskelos. Maskelos means she perceives. She senses. Maskelos is Chachmat, Maska. It's a Haskala. Um is Bainanas. And furthermore, she meditates. From the word Bina. Bigdullah Saint Saif Baruch. In the infinity, the greatness, the truth of the Ain Saif of infinity. Vispashtus of Allah Nivrayim. Vispashtusav means, and the extension, the expansion of Ein Saif on all created beings. Shahu Hachayim. The truth is that he is the life of life. Those are the words. Hachayim. There's life everywhere. There's life in a bush. There's life in an ant. There's life in a person. There's life in a star. What's Hashem? Hachayim. The life of the life. Life also needs life. Who gives life life? We take life. Life. It's alive. Really? Who gives life life? Why is life not dead? It's a funny question, but it's a good question. What makes life live? You're alive. Why? Because there's electricity that's pumping the heart. So the, the, then the electricity, uh, who gave the electricity life? So the, the, when you say Hashem, it means the life of life. The life in life. We say in Davening, Va'ata Mechaya Eskulam. In Vayvarach David, you give life to all. So Shemayim v'esar it's ani male. Pasuk says in Yirmi, I fill heaven and earth. Umaloi chalar it's kavoyde. Pasuk in Yeshaya, we also say every day in davening, the earth is filled with his glory. So he says, this is all what the nefesh elikis gets. <laughs> the nefesh elikis just gets this because it's a divine consciousness, so it's sensitive to this. It knows that there's an inner life in everything. The inner life in everything is ain't soif. Not only that, this inner life extends and expands and vibrates through every single creature. You don't say this bee is out of the pale, this butterfly is out of the pale, this worm or caterpillar is out of the pale, or better, this person is out of the picture. And that's what the Navi says, heaven and earth I fill. You don't say there's somewhere where this Chayim is not there. So it's in every nukuda, in every nook and cranny and speck of the universe and the person. No, this the nefesh alikiz gets right away. Afal pikein ein bekayach nafshei lotzis min arteka. The nefesh alikiz is sensitive to this, but it doesn't have the capacity to get out of its shell. Very interesting expression. Narteka is like a shell, a, a, a thief, a um, you even call it a wallet sometimes. A narteka, it's like a kiss. It contains something. So the soul also has, like, sometimes a shell, like something that's contained, it doesn't have a kayak to get out. Who meiser haguf? This is an imprisonment. It's an imprisonment of the guf. What would it look like if it went out of its prison? It would have the capacity sometimes to engage in iskafia and sometimes to engage in ishapcha. Iskafia means subduing, it's from the word kaifa. Ishapcha means transformation. It's two stages in a person's development. Sometimes you can identify. You can identify the negative or the immoral and subdue it. In other words, ignore it, not become defined by it. And sometimes even more than that. You can go deeper and transform it. See what is really at its core. But for all of this, I have to be free. My soul has to be free so that it can identify what needs to be subdued, what needs to be transformed. But what happens if a person, even with all this understanding, remains 
the soul is still in the shell. The guf, meaning the physical shell of a person, remains completely in its full strength. And the person is not moved. An expression of this would be what the Gemara says in Brachas. The Gemara says that a, a ganav, a thief, when he's about to steal, he calls out to Hashem and he davens. He says, do me a favor, it should be with Hatzlacha, 50% Fitzdaka. Right? What's Pshat? He's giving an example here that there's a blockage. He's not davening to uh, President Biden or to King Charles. Right? He's not davening to Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi. He's davening to Hashem to be Matzliach in the Geneva. Why? Because God is in charge of the world. And yet, why are you stealing? The pshat is, it gives an example that sometimes you could be aware of something, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really become part of me. Because my, my, my body, my nervous system, my emotions, they're like trapped. So I can have an idea, but it doesn't permeate. The I, the real I, remains locked up. I don't have access to it. So there's a disconnect. This is what he's describing. There's a disconnect. Not that he knows, he knows good things and he, he's aware of it. But Lepal Mamash is going to go still. There's no complete connection, there's no complete alignment. The flow is not seamless. That's the idea that the body, the soul can't get out of its shell. There's, there's a certain imprisonment that holds it captured and I don't have access to it. Like he said before, Mitzrayim, Vayal Avram and Mitzrayim. Umaylis Avram Haisa, Sha'olam Ibchinis Meitzerza. Avram Avinu's uniqueness is, he, he, he can always identify this Meitzer, this uh, constraint, and ascend it. So his soul could cleave with the cosmic higher love of Hashem. To the point that he can experience the full desire, there was a burning desire, to go out, to go out of the levushim, of the garments of Noiga. Noiga is a certain level of a shell, of a husk. And completely reach a state of bitle lovis baruch levadeh. What does it mean, bitle lovis baruch levadeh? To become a merkava where there's no dissonance anymore, there's no separateness, there's complete oneness. What this love looks like, the way it's in Avramavinu is, kloi sanefesh means that the whole soul is yearning. The whole soul is yearning for this. In other words, there's no corner of the self that's not permeated with this type of consciousness. So Klois HaNefesh is, there's such a, there's such a craving. Klois really means like the soul goes out. In other words, there's, there's a readiness, an emotional readiness and a desire that there should be no I that's separate. Why? Because he was a free man. Bittal is freedom, right? That's the point. The Hearst? <laughs> bittel equals freedom. People sometimes think bittel means the opposite, oppression. But here you see, everything besides bittel is mitzrayim. <laughs> <It's mitzray. laughs> the question is how imprisoned you are. Because what does bittel mean? Bittel really means that I don't have to carry the burden of separateness, which is not even true. 
The burden of separateness is a very heavy burden. <laughs> the burden to have to be separate. You have to make up a whole reality that doesn't exist. It's hard. <laughs> the burden of separateness is a very hard burden to carry. It's like carrying a hundred washing machines. You have to make a philosophy out of it if you're a philosopher. And if you're an emotional person, you have to build emotions around it. All in order to justify separateness. So it's like, you know, it's like when you open up a, 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 a factory for counterfeit money, right? It's, it's, it's a burden. It's a burden. Because it's all fake. You have to invest fakeness with realness. It's probably the hardest thing in the world to invest fakeness with a sense of realness. It's very, very difficult. So so he could, could experience the bitl muchel te love yiz marach, nefesh, which is no separateness whatsoever. It's a pella that Alter Rebbe spoke about these things in words. It's a big pella. Because generally the experience of this, right, in other words, he really felt you could talk about this. This people who experience, sometimes they call the death of ego. You can't talk about it, because there's no words. It's true that the middle of the Amadim would also stop talking, he would start rolling on the ground. But then he continued talking. In other words, this is the real reality of the Nefesh Alakis. The Nefesh Alakis is always in this space. The Nefesh Alakis is in this space. The question is how much I have access to myself. Sometimes I don't have access. The Mitzrayim covers it up and contains it and blocks it. And even if there's certain truths I may talk about, and even if I may understand it, and I may even have a, an affinity for it and a sensitivity to it, because the Nefesh Elikis gets this. This is its bread and butter. This is its oxygen. It's a Nefesh Elikis. Nefesh Elikis means it sees the world from God's perspective, because it's godly. <laughs> it's not a Psachidish by the Nefesh Elikis. You don't have to... You don't have to like invent reality. This is its reality. This is how it experiences reality. But it's in a, it's in a lavush that experiences or it speaks about a whole other reality. This also means that there's a lot of pain inherent in life because there's a tension between two completely different realities and they're tugging against each other. But when the soul is in a more lucid space, there's a skafi and a sapcha. And when not, there becomes a disconnect between the two realities. So he says now, so this is describing Avram Avinu as Vayal Avram Mitzrayim. The Olam is with me, you hear what Al-Tareb is saying. V'hine avazum ba mebachmas izbeinu nuzbeinu nsev baruchu atzmi asev of kalalman. This love, this love of a person comes when a person appreciates or meditates on the light of Ein Seif, which we call Seif of Kalalma. Meaning, in addition to what we spoke before, you're the life of life. So every aspect of life is is there's the life of life, which is divine. The heartbeat, the life of the heartbeat is divine. The life of the cell is divine. The life of the neuron is divine. The, the, the life of electrons or atoms is divine. There's also the hisbainanus in Oyrin Seif HaSeiv of Kalama. What's that Seif of Kalama? 
Shavu like we learned many times, is it encompasses all the world's delays, machshavat fisabeklal, which no thought grasps it at all. The fact that you're the life of life, that our thoughts can wrap themselves around to a certain degree. Not that we can define life, but at least there's a certain appreciation because it's my consciousness that I'm feeling, and that is Hashem. That's when you're, when you're experiencing your consciousness, your life, on whatever degree it is, your mind has a certain grasp of it. Something. We perceive something. There's an element of Sevev Kalalman, which lays Makshavat Fisabeklal. No thought can grasp. Why not? Why not? And why is it necessary to even talk about this element? Why not only Chayi HaChayim? So he says, Ki malchuscha malchus melech levat. We say in Ashrei, Malchuscha malchus Your malchus, your, your kingship, right, is a kingship that pervades all the worlds. In other words, it's not like you're a melech in, 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 in one country, in Australia, or you're a melech in America. Malchuscha is malchus kalei. That's literally what it says in Ashrei. He takes the Pasuk, it's a very, very famous title of the Alter Rebbe, he says in a lot of Maimarim, all the Ilamim is basically Malchus, it's Melech Levat. It's only Malchus. The literal interpretation is, wow, your Malchus reaches everywhere. It's not limited to New Zealand, or Denmark, or Italy. It's Kol Ilamim, heaven and earth, spiritual, physical, all the worlds, all of history. He's teaching to something else in the Pasuk. All the Ilamim, it's all Melech. It's Pchinus Melech Levat. What's that Melech Levat? We know in Kabbalah there's ten spheres. The lowest and the last is Malchus. So all the world is just Malchus. You say just, I'm saying just like it's just. It's not just. <laughs> but, but that's what he's going to want to say. All the Ilamim, it's just Malchus. What's Pshat? Shubchinus Dibur. Kameshikasav Dvar Melech Shilta. Malchus in Kabbalah is always associated with speech, communication. There's a Pasuk in Kaihelas, Bidvar Melech Shiltim. A king rules through words. That's the power of a king. Power of a king is his command. Dvar Melech Shiltim. His word is rulership. So what does that mean spiritually? It means that Malchus essentially is a metaphor for Dibur. It's a metaphor for communication for Dibur. That's how the Melech rules. So when you say Hashem's, all the worlds are Malchus, it means it's his kavayachal, his communicative speech. Kamaima, we say in the morning, every morning by davening, that's how we start Pesukah de Zimra, Baruch Sha'omar Blessed is he who spoke and the world came into existence. Amira Bilvad, and the word here is Amira Bilvad. All the worlds, Oilam is not just this world, all the worlds, it's Baruch Sha'omar. It's a word, it's a saying. Which from this, what's this? The Sha'amar comes. The life of all the worlds and their existence and their emergence from nothing into something. And remember, if it's Amira, if it's a word, it's essentially Ha'araba'alma, which means a ray, a radiance of the infinite. Like the radiance, like the light, like a ray of the sun that comes out of the core of the sun. The light comes from the sun, no question. The ray that's coming into our room comes from the sun itself. It doesn't come from another source. But it's called Aha'are. 
It's a ray of the sun. So when you say the whole world comes from Sha'amar, Sha'amar, it's like saying the whole world comes, it's a ha'ara, it's a ray of the sun. Now when you have one ray of the sun that comes into the house, it's authentic, it's really from the sun. But to say that that defines the sun, the magnitude, the size, the intensity, obviously you're not going to say that. It comes from the sun, but it can't capture, it doesn't capture nothing but one ray of the sun. How many rays are there that come from the sun? I don't know that there's a number. And that's only the ray, and then the sun itself is of a completely different magnitude on every level, and even the, and even that's physical. When you talk about the source, it's a whole different reality. That's why Leis Machshavet Fisabiklal, the thought can't grasp it. What we're grasping is like one ray of the sun that comes in, and we celebrate it. And that's why it says Baruch Sha'am Marvahayayayalam. What's Baruch Sha'am Marvahayayalam? Baruch Sha'am Marvahayayalam is, it's a word. Words come from the person. Right? But the word, is a limited articulation and expression of reality. <laughs> That's why the deeper you go into places, the harder it is to speak. The certain experiences a person has, you can't say a word. Not because, not because words are lies. Because the, the whole speech is 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 is. is it's not that you're going to lie, even if you're honest. Dibur is a container. It's a way of articulating a message. It's already a form of limited articulation of a truth. It says Moshe couldn't speak yet. Ah? I'm having a hard time talking. <laughs> That's a good thing. I always have. It doesn't look like it, but I always have a hard time. I have a hard time because there's always a danger when you're learning these things that, that you think that through words you understand it. So it's very dangerous. You understand? The Milo of Moshe was, you knew that you don't understand. He couldn't, he didn't speak, so you knew that through words you're not going to understand anything. The danger is when you think that through words you understand it, that's very dangerous. At least if you didn't say anything, you didn't say anything. If you sang it, they wanted to open up a yeshiva in Warsaw, named for the B'chayim Brisker. So uh, they offered a Rosh there was a Rosh Hashiva, so they asked the Brisker of, because he was a son, if he thinks... He's the right person. He said, no. He said, he, he says good. He says good. He says, yeah. There's what you say, there's what you don't say. What you don't say is much more. So, that's the word. The world is a word of Hashem. The world is a word. I told you in Hebrew, it's very interesting. The same word we use for a thing is the same word we use for a word. Davar is a thing, and davar is a word, right? Kalayma davar, dibur, davar, dibur. Because everything is really a word. It's a word. But a word is amazing. It's like the ray of the sun. It's Hashem's word. But what does it get from the source? It articulates it in a finite way that could be designed in a word, and that becomes, that becomes the universe. In fact, we all know people can hear words and not understand anything you're saying. Right? I can read words. A child can sometimes read words. You can read Mishnayas. You can even know it by heart. <laughs> you don't understand a word. What's pshat? The word doesn't have the essence in it. You can have words without understanding what's inside the word. Yeah, You could see the whole world <laughs> and ignore everything. Just like you can hear a whole speech and you didn't understand any of it. That's also an element of Dibur. And he explains to Kumashakasov, 
The Pasuk says, but, not the Pasuk, in the morning, in Shachris. This is a piece of davening in the morning. You remember where this is? Right. Hashem, you should be blessed in heaven and earth for the praise of Maisiyadach, the work of your hands. Again, he gives it the opposite interpretation. We say, wow, wow, Maisiyadach, look what a carpenter you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't create all of this. He's saying, yeah, that's true. But just like he did with Malchus Chamalchus Kalei All the worlds are called Maisiyadecha, your handiwork. Heaven and earth, spirituality, physically. What's new? That's a nice thing. It is. But the word Maisiyadecha is really a metaphor to understand the energy that creates the worlds. But Maisiyadei Adam, in the handiwork of a person, right? What is malubash? What is manifested in the handiwork? If I, if, if, if I fix a table, or I make a, fix a doorknob, or I build something, what is manifested in it? He says, the koyach ha The power of action. The power of maisa of the soul. Which is levush chitzayni shalanefesh. Which is an external garment of the soul. A soul has so many, so many different layers. What aspect of the soul? The soul is coming out in my, I take a nail and I put it into something. It's, 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 it's me. It's coming from me. <laughs> There's my imagination there. Some people can't do it. Instead of putting the nail into the, into whatever they have to put it, the nail goes into their finger instead of going into the sukkah. So the, the, the nefesh is coming out in that. But what aspect of the soul? Let me put it this way. If I look at a, at, a, at a pushka that you built or a sukkah that you built, how much do I know about your intimate life? How much do I know about your emotions, your personality? How much? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Even if I watch you doing it. Why? What do you mean? You, you're there. You're there. That nail went in. Because, you're right. That's, it's a little, fact that it's you. And, it re- and really it is you. <laughs> really it is you. But from my perspective, what do I see? Even if I watch you doing it, and certainly if I don't watch you doing it, I'm seeing a levusha nefesh. If somebody comes over to me and says, hello, I heard them speak, that word came out, how much of you do I know? Somebody writes a biography about somebody. Yeah, So you say, you spent time with them? No, I never spent time with them. So how do you know what to write? I heard a tape. How much, how long did they speak for? I don't know, like 10 seconds. What'd they say? Good morning, everybody. How are you? You'll laugh, right? <laughs> what do you mean? It's words. It's words. So it's like, how do, you know, how do you know me? How do you know me? Now, the truth is really, it comes from me. But it's like, it's like I'm going to write a book on the sun. I'm going to make a study on the sun based. <laughs> this morning, I see a ray coming in. So now I tell you about the sun. Well, it's true. The ray came from the sun. So the Altarebbe is saying this is the humility we have to understand in the world of science, the world of understanding the universe. It's unbelievable, the universe. But its relationship with Elokus is Maisiyadecha. It's a word. It's like the ray of the sun. And that's what Mamalek Alman is. So you say, the world is God's speech because infinity, the way it's expressed... 
and manifested in the consciousness of the universe is like a word, one word, relative to the whole reservoir of a person's identity. How much percentage of your essence comes out in a single sentence, I'm asking you? Huh? <laughs> 1%, not even 1%. The words come from you. How much of the sun comes out in a ray? We're very thankful for the ray. Right. Somebody's going to write on, uh, on Einstein's tombstone that he was capable of uh, tying a shoelace or changing a light bulb. First of all, I don't know that he was. But uh, now you'll say a monkey can't change light bulbs or tie shoelaces. It's a Gewaldike But it's going to be an insult. Why? Because it doesn't express tying shoelaces is a skill. Right? It's a skill. And changing a light bulb for some of us is a skill. Not for you, but for some of us it's a skill. But I, we get hurt when we do it. But you're not going to destroy, you don't put that on the tombstone. Why? That's what he says. It's, it's a levur- it, it brings out something, but it brings out chitzainius of chitzainius. Now, l'maynav kemina. L'maynav kemina. But you typhus what he's saying here. <laughs> so he's, he's using all these statements in davening topsy-turvy. Malchus ha-malchus lamim. All the worlds is malchus, which is dibur. Baruch sha'ama v'haya ha'ilam. We say, Baruch sha'ama v'haya ha'ilam. Look what he did. No, Baruch sha'ama v'haya ha'ilam. Salamidah. Tis baruch ha'shem ukein mashmai ma'avalayz b'dachas al kol shevach. Ma'asa yadacha. You tell you what I'm saying. Ma'asa yadacha. Not to minimize the miracle of creation, but to put it in perspective. Not to minimize. Malchus Malchus Kalam is no small thing, but to put it in perspective. Huh? Yeah, it's a davenim et I'll call shevach. It's my siyadach. That's what he says. Kach, chayis amalubish b'chalaylamis. The chiyus in all the oylamis. Einon elabibchinis koyachamaysa. It's like in a person, the power of Misa. What's the power of Misa? My power to take a tissue, my power to knock a nail into the, into the pushka, my power to build something, to fix something. Misa yadai. My power of carpentry or to do something with my hand. Whatever I'm doing with my hand. It's a kayak that comes from me. Especially if there's skill. But it's called external. It's a ha'are. It's like a light, a ray that comes from you. You're not going to say that this captures the essence of the soul. You look at this table, oh, now I know what type of marriage you have. Now I know your insecurities. Now I know who you are. Now I know your emotions. Now I know what makes you tick. I don't know anything. And if somebody destroys this thing, it's not like you're gone. And he continues, he says, and we say, Right? What's the next piece? The one who creates holy ones, angels, now starts about the Malachim. 
So he says, Angels and souls, that's the Kedoshim. Even after you go up for Maisiyadecha and you're dealing with Kedoshim, we're not dealing anymore with the tree and the squirrel. We're dealing with angels and souls. Yeah? They represent your name. It's a praise for your name. Meaning, they come from your name. What is a name? A name also represents that the chius, the life of them, is a ha'arabama. It's like a name. If I know your name, how much do I know about you? On one hand, it's your name. <laughs> it's on your tax returns, and it's on your bills, and it's on your receipts, and it's your bank account. It's on your house. But if I have your name, what do I have from you? Uh, yeah. So if I know you from inside, I know you from inside. But when I have your name, a name is a To put it differently, a name is used for another person to identify you. When you talk to yourself, if you lived yourself on an island on your own, you don't need a name. I don't wake up in the morning and I say, Yesev Yitzchak Jacobson, maybe you should get out of bed. Maybe sometimes I do. But usually, when you're communicating with yourself, it's from within. But how am I supposed to talk to you? I can't talk to you from inside your heart. I try, but I can't always. A name allows me to connect to you. So a name is the way you're known to others. It's the way you're defined by others. Also in terms of concept, when you say a person has a good name, a reputation, what does it mean a reputation? The way others experience you. It's the way I see you. So what does this mean here? When you say, Hashem's name, it's the way the divine energy is the articulated his reputation to someone else. Again, it's a ha'ara. It's like the ray of the sun. It's not called ma'isiyadecha. It's called a name. A name is deep. Ma'isiyadecha, that's chitzayni yisaylamis, which means the worlds themselves, the external worlds, unlike the angels and the souls, that's called ma'isiyadecha. Because your power of action is even more external than your name. A name, ultimately represent something deeper. You see a person's reputation, the way you're known, right? Your identity. Maisiyadecha is the nail that you just knocked into the pushka. So chitzayni yisraelimus is called maisiyadecha. Malachim and Hashemus are called are called mice, are called a name. Kihine koyecha maisa malubish basically a shad over maisi adadam alderech mashal. Hine koyecha who ainly shaykes klalim atzmus and musa nefesh kinasin nifred muvdal mimenu. The power of action that's invested in a keli. I build a keli. I build a table. I build a candelabra. Or anything else that you do. Whatever you do. You're moving a shoe. You're moving a tissue box. You're building something. You're destroying something. That koyach really has no connection anymore with the person. In fact, it becomes separate from you. I built something and now it's separate from me. It's not even me. When you look at it, you don't even see me. You can hold on to the vessel that I built. Maybe it took me a year, but you're not holding on to me. I don't even know that you're holding on to it. You're holding on to me. You really are holding on to me. It says that the Magad of Mizrich, he once saw out a Kli, and he said that it was built by somebody who was blind on one eye. Because he could see the Kayach Apoyal Benifal. He could see the energy of the person inside the Kali. But that's a tremendous Chiddush. Regularly, 
when I'm holding a keli, right, I have you, but I don't have any of you. Because it became detached from you. The koyach left you, that energy left you, it's now in this piece of art, or in this table, or in this shtender, or in this candelabra, whatever you make, or whatever you built, or in this car. So therefore, when I'm holding on to it, it's not like I'm schlepping you with me. I'm holding on to something that you built because the Kayach is separate. That means even before that, this Kayach doesn't capture you. Even before you let go of the Kayli. When I call your name, you turn around. <laughs> when I take this vessel, you're not turning around. You don't even know. When I call your name, obviously if you're in the room, I have you. You turn around. In other words, it, it has a connection to you. Because the name ultimately is connected to the person. It's a ray, but it's a ray that's negaya to the essence of the person and still connected to him. That's the difference between Kedoshim, Tizbarech Hashem Alekeinu Bashamayim Imavlarz Mitachas, we call Maisi Yadach. Tizbarech Lanetzach Tzurel Makin Gelenu Bari Kedoshim. We call Shimcha. Even though they also come from a ray, Baruch Sha'amar Vahaya Aylam, but it has a deeper relationship. It reflects more of the source. But all of this, the world, the angels, the souls, it can be called Ziv. What's Pshat Ziv? Ziv is a ray, a radiance, a glimmer of light like the ray of the sun that comes out of the solar core. So all these psukim, malchus ha malchus, it's malchus. What's malchus? Your speech. Leadership is the way you're known to people. It's the way you're defined by the fact that you're a leader of a country. It doesn't define the essence. Real leaders are people who are complete before they were leaders. If you need leadership to make you, you're a dangerous leader. You understand what I'm saying? A leader is somebody, yeah, it doesn't define you. Because if leadership defines you, then you look for the poles and you look for the people to know how to respond. That's not a leader. A leader is somebody who has an inner core. Now you decide, for whatever reason, that you want to lead. But leadership is essentially external. It's very deep. But it's really external because it doesn't define the person. If the leadership is taken away from you, you're not a person anymore. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't become a person because he was a leader. The Baal Shem Tov didn't become a person because he was known. That's not what made him a person. The reason he was so known is because he was a person without being known. Then the people that you only know once they become leaders, you're not interested in knowing them. <laughs> you want to know the person. He was a person without being a leader because there's a mystery there. You understand? If your whole Matthias is that you're a celebrity, then you're not a celebrity. You're a Hollywood celebrity. You understand what I'm saying? Malchus is chitzainis. The same is true. Baruch Sha'amar Vahayaylam. Tis Baruch Hashem Alekeinu Al Kol Shevach Masiyadecha. Tis Baruch Hanatzach Beri Shimcha Yishtabach Shimcha Lad Malkeinu. With praise, what are we praising? We're praising your name. What are we praising? Your handiwork. The whole world. It's a mirror. It's a word. 
So yeah, it's all from Hashem. Obviously, the ray of the sun comes from the sun. The words come from the soul. The handiwork comes from the person. It's not the handiwork wasn't, cre- wasn't created by me. It was created by me. But in a manifested way, what is captured, an articulated version that is filtered, limited, restricted, and defined. And therefore, you could wrap yourself, you could, you could wrap your brain around it. The ray of the sun, I can enjoy, I can sit back, I can even get some vitamin D from it. If you go up to the sun, close to the sun, you're not going to get vitamin D. You're going to become French toast. American toast, depends where. Even toast uh, is going to be, <laughs> it would be good. It could be a little more than toast. Right? The ray of the sun, I could sit and enjoy, I could sit on my porch and read a newspaper and look at the sun, or not look at the sun, but get some light of the sun. It's coming from the sun, MS. But it's a very filtered, articulated, defined element. Baruch Sha'amar. The whole Elam is a Amar. It's a word. Einvart. The Gemara says in Menachas that Elam Haza was created from a hay and Elam Haza was created from a Yud. The hay and the Yud comes from me. I just said hay and I said Yud. But how much of me do you see, could you know, can you feel in the hay and in the Yud? So he says, We speak about Hashem himself, Ram Venisa. There's an element of Ram Venisa. Ram Venisa means Ram, exalted. Venisa, sublime. And this is what we call Saiv of Kalam. Saiv of Kalam means not Saiv, Saiv means surrounding. Saiv doesn't mean he's around. Saiv means. Its presence in the world is not articulated and limited according to the capacity of the consciousness that contains it. And therefore the highest and the lowest are identical. We say And that's like a circle. A circle, Sayyid is like a circle. There's no higher, there's no lower, there's no beginning, there's no end. You're not going to say here you're more than here. Why? Because this is the Nekudah of Ein Saif that is not articulated and limited in a particular filtered way, like the name or like Maisiyadecha. Kumeshikasov, we say, Ani Hashem Loishanisi. The Pasuk says in Malachi, I Hashem have not changed. And what's Pshat I have not changed doesn't mean I haven't changed, that I didn't disappear. Ani Hashem Nisi means that this Nekuda of Hashem hasn't even changed through creation. Why not? Because creation is Malchus. It's Baruch Sha'am So Mitzad Malchus, the divine energy, is articulated into creating a world. But the very same reality still exists from the experience, from the perspective of the Ein Soif itself, pre-creation, and over there there's no change whatsoever. To give a very imperfect physical example, but you'll see why it's imperfect, because over here it's in space, so it doesn't bring out the point, but one point it does bring out. And that is, if somebody says, you know, the sun is having a very bad day today. The sun, why? Because it's cloudy. It's cloudy. Or everybody put down their Venetian blinds so the sun is having a bad day. Everybody understands 
all these changes are changes in how much of the light we receive. If it's a cloudy day, so I don't have much of the light of the sun. A rainy day, a stormy day, is a difference between a summer day, a winter day, a cold day, a hot day. It doesn't change the sun itself. They say even if there's dark clouds, right? <laughs> Above it is always a shining sun. The question is how much of the light are you receiving, are you accessing? Because the ray of the sun is what's called a ha'ara. And a ha'ara doesn't affect, doesn't change the ma'ir, the source. But there's a very big difference between the mashal and the nimshal. In the mashal, we're talking about a physical sun that has a particular measurement, a particular volume, a particular size, particular properties, much beyond what we can imagine. Right? And the ray doesn't capture it all. So even if I interrupt the ray, I put down my curtain, my, I, I close my curtain, I put down my Venetian blinds, the sun itself is fully intact. Here we're not talking about a sun that Hashem's essence is somewhere in the heaven. <laughs> so when you put down the curtain, you're blocking the light, you're not blocking the essence. This essence that we're talking about is everything. The core of the sun is here too. Not in the mashal and the nimshal. So the creation of the world is the way the energy was articulated and defined to be able to become a ray that is limited and therefore it becomes mamala kalam and it becomes the chiyus of the world. But even then there's save of kalam and right there. That's not, that's not filtered, that's not limited, that doesn't become shrinked. Maisi yadecha means that there's a level of energy that is so to speak external. Yeah, to the point that it could look like it's detached from the person making it. And when I touch the vessel, I don't even have you. So what part of you is articulated in the keli? A very external part of you, like what's articulated in the word. So you say the whole creation is a speech. And a, a very short speech. Baruch Sha'amai, one amir. Not a long speech. Now from a long speech, maybe I could know a lot about you. From a few words, from one word, from one letter, what do I know? What do I know from a hey? You go, ha! Ah. Oh, I know a lot about you. Really? You're going to write my biography now? Ha! <laughs> it's a it's a ha! It's a ha! It's it's laughable. But in that very space, you have a niyashem loishanisi. You have the nikud of sevav kalalman, which hasn't been altered bechlal. What's it mean to have an altered bechlal? The whole bria is. An uptight in oir, not an uptight in soivif. The ganze bria, the whole bria is a story about oir, not about moir. So it's at the core. It's, it's just like pre-creation. So if you could go to that place, everything is kuloy and soif. Even after creation. Ani Hashem loishonisi. What do I need? What do we do? A whole bria. We're not, li- we're not saying there was no creation. It's a lie. But Asian's brother comes around and goes, no, it's not true. It's fake. It's a comic. That's not Judaism. The whole Bria is a definition in Ur. <laughs> you could describe the rays of the sun. A lot happens to the rays of the sun. <laughs> they didn't reach. I limited them. I blocked them. It's cloudy. It's crazy. But none of it, it's not an uptight in the sun. The sun says, I'm having a very good day, by the way. <laughs> I know you guys have a really it's a cold, it's 20 below zero, it's very cloudy. I just want you to know I'm having a good day. 
Now you understand the ramifications in, psych- psych- in the emotional life. If you stop here, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> you understand how the whole Bria Sa'ila, because it's a Hashem. The whole Bria is an uptight in Ayr. In Ayr, a lot of things happen. Yes, yes, a lot of things happen. My Siyadecha and shame. It's an external energy which is articulated in a certain way. Right? A Levush but that's all an uptight in Oyer. In, in Moyer, in the source, there was Loishanisi. Bria Salem didn't change anything. So the whole Bria, the whole creation, yeah, it's Kuloi. In that, that Pchina, it's all Saiv of Kalaman. It's all infinity. That's what we always talk about. Now, what are the ramifications of this in life? In other words, Lamaynaf Kemina. See, you can never get confused with metaphors. Physical metaphors never tell the story. Because in the physical metaphor, the sun has a place. The sun is having a good day because the clouds don't affect him. Right? I was once on the Swiss Alps and you're on the top of the mountain and there's clouds under you and it's raining. (laughs) But you're not part of the rain. (laughs) You're literally, you see the clouds and you see the rain coming out of the clouds and everybody's being soaked, right? A thousand feet below, two thousand feet below, four thousand feet below, and you're perfect. In fact, for you, the sun is shining. Because <laughs> you're on the Swiss Alps. I saw it myself. You know, sometimes you're in an airplane and you see the clouds under you. When the cloud, when the plane goes through the clouds, then <laughs> we know what it feels like. But when the plane gets out of the clouds and it goes up, you can see the clouds below you. And if it's raining, it doesn't affect you. Not only because you're in a, but I'm in the Alps, you're outdoors. And the sun is shining. But anybody in a different place, it's pouring rain. So in physicality, it's two different places. The sun is there, it's untouched. Down here, it's raining. When you're talking in the Nimshul, <laughs> where is the sun? <laughs> Where is the Saif of Kalalman? <laughs> 4,000 feet above, who is Saif of Kalalman? What's the answer? Fakat, Mamala Kalalman. So, huh? Yeah, it's not, you're not talking about the sun. When he gives a mushal of the sun, you have to understand what it means. So when you say the whole Bria Sa'ilam is an uptight in Ayr, it's a difference in Ayr. Ani Hashem Loishanisi. It redefines the person. So at any moment, I can go up to the French Alps and go above the clouds. That's the point. At any moment in life, right, you have to be able to identify if it's a moment where it's very, very cloudy. It's true, it's very cloudy. But where do the clouds affect? The clouds affect the ray of the sun. Even the ray itself is not affected. It's affected the perception of the ray of the sun. But the sun itself is Loishanisi. So Bria Sa'olam is at uptaich in the ray. <laughs> that there's now a ray that came from the sun and it's limited and it's articulated in this and this reality. When you look at the world, you're looking at Malchus. You're looking at Amira. You're looking at Maisa. You're looking at a name. But the very same reality, there's also the Nikud of Ani Hashem Loishanisi. 
And on Yashem Leishanisi over there is that there's always, it's always absolute oneness, absolute infinity. So if you want to now take this in a very personal way, right? Sometimes a person goes through things in life. Who doesn't? Everybody. I'm not talking necessarily big tragic things. Even the regular day-to-day ups and downs that a person has already from childhood that breaks our hearts and minds in so many different ways, small or big things in almost every person's life. And they affect us very deeply because they affect the way our psyche becomes adjusted to the universe around us, everyone in his or her own way. All of this can only happen where? It can only happen in the realm of the self where there could be more connection, where there could be less connection. And in those realms, the person indeed can experience rupture, can experience dissonance, can experience separation. In the realm of Ani Hashem Loishanisi, pre-Briya, after Briya, yeah, there's the invincible core of self that is one with the source that is purely infinite where there could be absolutely no rupture. Or to go back to the metaphor, that mountain above the clouds is always available. So the ramifications of this are very, very intense in terms of a person's own understanding of how to view themselves or the world under all conditions. You asked me the other day if chassidus' ideas or experiences, right? So as long as this is an idea, it's fine, okay? I can believe the Alter Rebbe. I can believe him. It looks like he, he, know, he knows what he's saying. But if it's a mathematical formulation, atzmos, oyer, soivev, mamale, it's not the nekuda. The nekuda is the application of it, the experience of it, the internalization of it. You have to ask yourself, am I operating on a level of consciousness? Am I operating on a level of consciousness, which is also very significant, but it's the way the chius, the divine energy, is filtered and restricted and contained. And therefore it could be blocked, at least to some degree, or at least from some level of perception. Or there's always that space where, loishanisi, no change. What does it mean, no change? No, no pain, right? And no breakage can, can take that away, can destroy it, can even darken it, can even eclipse it. My heart has to be able to trust that that space exists and shed the other layers and go back there. That's hard. That's why you have to learn this sif a thousand times or at least a hundred times until you trust it. Not trust it in your brain that he knows what he's talking about. Trust it experientially. Trust it in your experience that, that on top of that mountain the sun is shining. So it's almost a visual. We can even see a visual. A person is living in a world and there's always dark clouds or very often there's dark clouds. What's the method? Essentially, that's what chassidus is. Here, give me your hand. I'll take your hand. Al-Tabbas says, give me your hand. Come, let's go up. We're going to go a little higher and you'll see the sun is shining. And you can open up your body and open up your soul and let the sun come in. But it's raining. There's clouds. Look what's happening inside of me. Yeah, yeah, I know. If we go down, we're going to get stuck in the rain. Let's stay up here. 
but not up here in a way like we're in La La Land, you know, in a, some fake Disney world. Up here means up here in your real self. Up here doesn't mean, uh, you know, I'll give you some number or a sleeping pill and then the world will be a sweet place. Up here means come up, come up to the, to the, to the MS, to a deeper MS. The sun is shining. And at that moment, there's a part that pulls you down and says, no, no, you don't belong there. You belong in the tsunami. You belong in the hurricane. <laughs> right? Because I'm part of that hurricane. But this is the Nekud of Ani Hashem Lashonis. You're part of Lashonisi. <laughs> we all make this mistake. When you say Ani Hashem Lashonisi, nothing changed before creation, after creation, it means, yeah, when you say Hashem didn't change as a result of creation, it means that. That's who you are too. You're missing the last line. When you look at the self, there's the self, the way you could interpret the self post-creation. Which is the way the divine energy becomes articulated into a limited self. When you say, creation didn't change anything, what do you mean? I exist, you exist. Am I a lie? It says in Torah that God created the world. It's all not true. What's the answer to that? So he says that's an uptight in Ur. It's not an uptight in, 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 in Moyer. The Bri is an uptight in Ur. Bereshus Bara Lukim Esashamayim. Like the Maggot said, the Oisius of heaven were created. The Oisius of earth. Heaven and earth became letters, became words. If I could put on the glasses of pre creation, what is heaven and earth? <laughs> Even Yutke Vavke, it's letters. It's letters. Esashamayim. And, and letters are containers. So therefore, when I look at heaven, I see something. When I look at earth, I see something. And I want to see it, and I want to define it, and that's what we try to do. We try to define everything. We give it names. That's what Adam did. He gave it names. Pre-creation, there's no names. Not because it's not there. Because the light is still in the source. It's like the ray of the sun in the solar core. <laughs> You don't talk about a ray. You don't look up at the sun and say, oh wow, you have so many rays inside. <laughs> the ray becomes a reality outside of the sun. Say the nuclear reaction didn't start before the creation. The creation, that's the beginning of nuclear reaction. Yeah. It never stops. Yeah. The nuclear reaction, that's like creation. Outside of the sun, there could be a oh, ray, and we could measure it, and there's volume, and you could measure, you could measure light, and there's frequencies. Now, in this case, we're talking about limited sun, so it's very different. Here we're not talking, Hashem is not a limited ball somewhere. So when Ani Hashem Leishanisi is a definition of the whole world, including the you. But over there, the you is not separate. Because there's no separateness. So these two stages of reality exist always. And yet we fluctuate <laughs> because he created a world. <laughs> it's not like he didn't create a world. That's true, he created a world. There is light. <laughs> there are oasis. Baruch Sha'amar. But you have to realize it's Sha'amar, Venish Nespal. We say, Baruch Wow, he spoke in the world. Abracadabra can do. He says, also the opposite. Venish Tazay Nespal. Sha'amar It's a vart. The whole world is a vart. What do they say in Shul? Say a vart, yeah? So he said a vart. What's the vart? The world. Savart. 
I always say the worst thing I can hear after a Shia in the Mimer is, it was a good vart. It was a good vart. I never understood why it triggers me so much. I mean, I knew why it triggered me, but now I understand. Because the whole world is a vart. And the whole Nikud of the Maimonim is the inside, beyond the world. Don't give me a vart. Shkim <laughs> vart. The world is a vart. <laughs> I find a vart. It's a, it's a nice shear. Don't question. Shem gave a nice shear. I don't think anybody ever gave a better shear. It's a good to shear. It's a shear. Sha'amar. Don't take it personal. And in life, you have to be able to say that there's a whole world. Yeah, it's a sha'amar. It's a sha'amar. There's a lot more. Okay, let's just finish this paragraph because we're mamish. Uh, we mamish have a few lines here. He says, "Ve'ila zois." Once you get this, the soul pours out to be in the bosom of its father, mamish. My soul yearns and and aspires. I want complete oneness. Now, L'chayri, the Alter Rebbe should say, Oh, Ani Hashem so there's no world, so you don't exist. So why are you even talking to the person? The answer is that the soul could have a relationship with this. I just don't want the externals of my father. I want my father. And this is a very, very powerful word emotionally too. There's some fathers, parents, who are very talented people. So in the home, so outside of the house, they display their talents. At home, they do the same thing. Or don't, or try to. And their children are not impressed. And they wonder, outside, they're so successful. And in the house, they're failures. And the answer is, your children want a father. They don't want talent. Everybody else... They couldn't care less about you. They just want your talent. That's what they pay money for. Your children don't want your talent. Children need a father. So so the Jew tells, I don't want the world. I know your talent, God. I know you're a good speaker. (laughs) I want you. That's what he says. I want to go into your bosom. I want you. You is not the way you articulate yourself through words. It's very impressive, no question. But the soul wants you. I want the you beyond everything else. That's mili bashamayim. David HaMelech says, who do I have? I don't even want heaven. What's wrong with heaven? Heaven is beautiful. Ganeidin, Elam Haba. But it's all Baruch Sha'amar. I don't want your speeches. I don't want your speeches. I want you. The world is a speech. It's a beautiful speech. It's an endless speech. It's, it's charismatic. It's brilliant. It's infinite. It's infinitely brilliant. But it's a speech. I want you. And you, you're here. You're here. It's not like you're not here. This is the meaning of the Pasuk. Now here you have to hear how the Altered Rebbe teaches a Pasuk. It says in Malachi, this is the last prophet, the last prophecy, Malachi Peri Gimel. Literally, I, God, have not changed. And you, children of Yaakov, have never ceased to be. 
On a literal level, he's saying, as long as I'm around, the anti-Semites will not have the last say. Hitler didn't manage to kill me. Stalin didn't manage to kill me. Pare and Haman and Nebuchadnezzar and Titus didn't manage to kill me. They won't manage to kill you. You're my people. It's an exceptional prophecy. As long as God is around, the Jews will be around. It's something anti-Semites don't like to hear and they want to, mis- they want to disprove. But they haven't yet. And there's a reason they haven't. You, could, you can't... They tried to kill God many times by killing the Jews. Hitler said so clearly. But he says, I'm around, you'll be around. So that's how Pipshat, and that's pretty powerful. But now that Rebbe says, this is, this is a, a deeper meaning here. It's a question. It's not a statement to the anti-Semites. It's a question to the Jewish people. Pirush, Hanavi metama al Yisrael. The Novi is surprised. He's wondering. Since you know the truth, that the Ani Hashem is no, never changed. In other words, the whole Bria Sa'olam, right, which is the source of ego and existence, is a Taichin Eir. It's a touch in the, in the limited articulation of divine energy. But in the Ani Hashem, pre-creation, post-creation is in Ein Sof. So, how is it that your souls are not moved by this truth to experience a close enough that you want to, that you don't want the speech. You want, you want the essence. If you think all of reality is the speech, I understand why you don't want anything else. It's a Geshmaka speech. But you know Ani Hashem Loishanisi. He listened from the word Kloisa Nefesh. The soul yearns and expires to be one. That's what he's asking. The word Kilisa. I'm surprised. When you're Typhus, this MS, how is it? How is it? It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not a demand, it's not a commandment, it's a question. Like we learned in the Mimer of Bay Vagisa Bayoyman Valaila, right? Do you remember? He says, Vagisa Bayoyman Valaila is not, you have to. It's like, how could you not? <laughs> if this is the love that's available, how could you not? He says, when you're Typhus, Ani Hashem Loishanisi, how is it possible? How is it possible that the soul was not moved to want to just be embraced and embrace? and be embraced in the bosom of the Father Himself, rather than in all of the, the rays of the rays of the rays of the rays. If you have a father, an artist, right? And he made a beautiful painting, Taka beautiful painting. And his son or his daughter says, Tati, I want to spend time with you. Right? So the father says, you know what? Better than spending time with me, I'm going to give you something very special. Here, take this piece of art, and whenever you want to spend time with me, just hold on to it. <laughs> but leave me alone, I'm busy. In the story, he maybe sell this piece of art for $5 million. <laughs> but the child will not uh, be satisfied. Huh? Yeah. So the word kilisem, literally, kilisem comes from the word kilion, end. Right? Kola, end. Like vayichulu hashamayim. Or koil, koil means everything, the end, the whole thing. Huh? 
kilyon in Hebrew. Kilyon means end, ending. And you, and you, the Yaakov not ended. What's the what's the language? What no, no. So literally, it means I haven't changed, and you kilisem, you will not be ended. No, no, nobody will destroy you. Kiloyin, extermination, obliteration. But spiritually, the word kiloyin is expected. When the soul aspires to transcend, it's also called kiloyin. Like the soul yearns to transcend its vessel and be subsumed in the light, in the source. So he says, Yeah, beyond, above your kalim. Ani Hashem loishanisi, when the soul is toifus, Ani Hashem, loishanisi, kilisam, yeah. It's surprising. <laughs> if you really, if you really experience this, how could you be content? How would you be content with the chitzonius, with the external? Yeah, it, it's it's not it's not even a statement. It, it's not an injunction. It's a question. It's it's it can be said as an injunction. Do it. It's a question. The soul asks itself. Huh? Me'elov, it's, it's an organic question. It's, it's in a way that it's probably within us that the fact that Ani Hashem should create such a... Yeah, why, why do I insist? Yeah, why do I insist on holding on, right, on holding on to, to one ray? As, as beautiful as it is, as, as, as glorious as it is, why do I insist on holding on to the name rather than to you? Why do I insist on holding on to the vessel you built, to the external energy, rather than be completely one with you? Why do I insist on believing that I am so limited and so trapped? Why do I insist on perpetuating the myth that I'm full of fear and trepidation? Why do I insist on believing in my frailness and timidity and perpetuating my fear and insecurity that if I don't stay limited by these confinements, there's going to be nothing left. On the contrary, each person on his or her level of consciousness, it's a question. What do you have to stay in the rain? <laughs> We'd have to stay in the clouds. We'd have to stay in the abyss. Each person, wherever he is, is a shayla. Whatever. This question goes, You can't be too low for this question. You can't be too high for this question. You can't be too low because wherever you are, it's a question. And you also can't be too high for this question. Because as high as I am, Ani Hashem loishanisi. Experiencing this is, means living above the clouds or, or even in the clouds? Experience of- Excellent question. Experiencing this doesn't mean you're above the clouds or even in the clouds, right? So the real answer is, even, of course, even in the clouds. Because even in the clouds, you're above the clouds. He says it doesn't look like anything. Yeah, on a literal level, it's a promise. Like Kilisa, you're not going anywhere. 
And then Leikilisim is a, is, is the question, is a question. It's the ultimate question. For Atem and Yaakov Leikilisim. Looks like he didn't design us to be that way. This is not talking about death. It's not talking about death. Mili Bashamayim. Ganeidin also doesn't do this. It's not like death. This is not death. Ganeidin is not, is the Zelba Shem. Ganeidin is Echa Shem. Yishtabach Shem Chalad Malkeinu. This is beyond, this is Ani Hashem Loishanisi. It's not Ganeidin. It, by definition, it doesn't run away. I, I may run away, but it doesn't run away. The real I doesn't run away. I may be running away because it's uh, it's intense. No, it's okay. It's, 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 it's a concept that you think you've tapped it and you're there, but then the Nebuchadnezzar will be questioned. This is Samal HaNafshi. Nechzeb Gal Sanafshi. Okay. Oh, I didn't, wow, we went long. No, the next year is going to be Thursday morning. Thursday morning. We had a Kaflayim today. I'm away tomorrow. I'm going to Texas. So uh, tomorrow there's no class, not for the men and not for the women. Thursday, Be'ezer Hashem, Thursday morning will resume. Okay, I, ah, yeah. Everybody should have a beautiful day. Ruchim Abayim, thank you for coming. Ruchim Abayim, Ruchim Abayim. Came all the way from Toronto. Yes, you emailed me, somebody emailed me. Ruchim Abayim. Shalom Aleichem, welcome, a lot of atzlochim. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.